Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. The pandemic is no secret now, regardless of how each of us feel about it, it happened. And problems happened with it, especially for the millionaires. For each of you listening today, if you are a millionaire or your goal is to become a millionaire, you have to pay close attention to today's call. At the end of 2019, there are around 11 million American millionaires, according to a new study published by Spectrum Group. According to Bloomberg Billionaire Index, the world's 500 richest people have lost over a trillion dollars since the start of this year. That's over 20% of their net worth. That's That's got to sound crazy, right? Think about it. It didn't just affect the poor or the middle class. It hit everyone. But some can just stick it out longer than others. If you're listening today as an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, or maybe you're just getting started kicking around an idea, that's great. There really is no better time to get started than right now and even go big right now. When the markets are low, you've seen what potential and what it can be when it gets back to where it was once again. So my call today is one of the toughest women that I know. She's been a driving force for so many of those millionaires that I mentioned a few minutes ago. She actually earned the nickname, the Millionaire Maker. I've had the pleasure of traveling across several countries with her, watching her build businesses and help people just get their idea off the ground and really unlock their potential that they didn't even know that they had. Watching her construct eight-figure, nine-figure deals like it was nothing. She's a best-selling author, international investor, entrepreneur, educator, mentor, and a mom to two awesome kids, Logan and Tristan. So without any more delays, let's get some millionaire advice and tips from the millionaire maker herself. Hello, Siri. Hello, Chad. Will you give Laurel Langmire a call? Of course, I would love to call Laurel Langmire. Hey, Chad, how are you? I am great. Today's call, I want it to be about all these entrepreneurs, Laurel, that are out there sitting on the fence. Um, they've gotten a little sidetracked by this pandemic that, we've, that we're facing right now because there's so many people that wanted to start something. You're an expert at getting people off the ground and getting their businesses going. How are you transitioning to deliver that message to get them over the fear right now? Thanks for having me on your podcast and uh, congratulations for starting one. I have never delivered more content and more coaching and mentoring. And one of my great mentors and, you know, world leading economists, I mean, really good friends with uh, Harry Dent and Barry Abib and Kelly Corsak, who's actually down Scottsdale with IU. They said, you know, your, your team is like a SEAL team in training. This was your final, you know, battle that you've got to go into because we talk, as you know, Jet, about money. Every conversation about money I've been teaching for almost two decades and never before is what we talk about relevant. Like, you know, what we're taught, Chad, with money is get a job, maximize your 401k, and, you know, you'll live happily ever after. None of that. You can't get a job. 33 million people are unemployed. You can't maximize your 401k, nor do you want to at a disaster. So finally, the message of being an entrepreneur, you know, from my Millionaire Maker book, the act, think, and make money the way the wealthy do. 
It is more relevant and more timely. And since March 6th, when we saw this going down, I started a daily broadcast. I have a Facebook group. It's called Millionaires in Training. And I really came up with like really specific sequence strategies. Sequence meaning the right thing at the right time. And in the beginning, like when March 17th happened, the biggest market crash since 20, you know, 1929, I had already been working with people online and saying, you know, get out, get out, get out. So you can be ready to really monetize. I mean, really monetize. It's been amazing, the opportunities. So, you know, Chad, I don't know how, what, how you're hearing it, but I love working with the thrivers and the people who say, you know what, this is a huge opportunity to become a millionaire. The greatest transfer of wealth, I believe, is going to happen in this time. And it's indiscriminate. Like you can be a millionaire in real estate, the market, you could have already done that and gone back into the market private capital. I mean, I'm in private cannabis here in Nevada to, you know, hemp to cryptos got leveled in this whole thing. So it's really an interesting time to work across all asset classes, all spectrums of life around the world and give them some real help on what their situation is. And everybody's different, as you know, with money. You're an expert of getting people to unlock that potential. I was talking about the in the intro earlier. I've seen you do this for so many years, over a decade, about people getting started with the new entrepreneurs. They're beginning to probably shuffle in their mind those doubts. What is something that you do to eliminate doubts in a, in a new entrepreneur or a new investor or a solopreneur or someone with that side hustle? How can they overcome the fear of why today's a good day to start something? Oh, it's well, first of all, you're unemployed, right? So number one, you have one choice. You can sit and watch Netflix, Hulu or hang out, right? There's the people who are just surviving, right? And they just need to really get lean. They're the people who are on vacation that need to wake up. And then like you said, that new entrepreneur, let's go make some money. So how I help people overcome that doubt is I help them make money. I mean, I was in the secret and I do believe in vision boards and I believe in manifesting. I believe in all of that stuff, but nothing. And you have been in my rooms, Chad, and you were there, I think, in the room where I had 103 people in Florida make $128,000 in a few days. Last week, I put on one of those online. I put the marketplace, it's called my marketplace technology. I put the marketplace online and I had people making $2,000, The winner made, I think, $5,200 in 48 hours. So, I think what I know and do differently, and you've been around and watched me, I can help people make money very quickly in a very, very short period of time. And then, you know, that our, our, our going ongoing mentoring and coaching is to make it sustainable. But there is this breakthrough of mindset. And, you know, Chad, it was prevalent on our online broadcast last week of people saying, yeah, but I have this mindset with money and I have all these hurdles and I wasn't raised with money. I said, I'm a farm girl from Nebraska. I wasn't raised with it either. It's not about your mindset. It's about you don't ask for money. If you're not going to ask, you're not going to get. It's in the Bible. It's in every you know religious document. It's in every successful document. If you don't ask, you won't receive. And most people don't know how to do that you know, what I call it, ask, tell, ask. And that's something you've got to take from this call today is knowing how to ask and, you know, ask for money. That's probably the biggest weakness a lot of people have. Now, let's talk about the most advanced people, Laurel, that have been entrepreneurs for 10 or 20 or 30 years. Maybe this timing right now, this pandemic has put a real big roadblock in their business. They're going to have a different mindset because then the new person's scared to get going now the person has been doing something for 20 or 30 years, they may not go back to their world as they knew it before. What advice would you give them? Well, I say um, do it, what I've been doing over this you know, last few months is make 
a new division of your call it a new division. I have another technique I take my clients through called the start, stop and continue, which is so relevant. What are you going to start doing now because of today? What are you going to stop doing? And what are you going to continue doing? And the more successful people really need to stop a lot of noise, right? They got a lot of things going because they've been successful. And there's just this trail of things that happen, behaviors, activities, staff, contractors, I've told a lot of my more advanced people, like, like hit a reset button, hit it from your overhead. I mean, you watch me, I owned a massive facility up in Lake Tahoe, right on the lake. Like, you know, you see, you've been in that beautiful facility. I offloaded it, right? It's like, you have a perfect time to reset your overhead. You have a perfect time to reset your team. You have a perfect time to reset your travel and your world. You have a perfect time to reset your offerings. And, and let's talk brick and mortar, Chad. I've helped a lot of restaurants, you know, like I live, you know, in a cool little area, you know, resort area in Northern Nevada. And, you know, there's really fun, eclectic restaurants, I'm going to call it, right? Where the experience is great. But in this time when they're all closed, you know, there's several situations where I came in and helped them take the three top chefs, three very different menus and assess which kitchen's the best to use. And they went together and now they're actually having fun together working you know, with other chefs, because usually they're by themselves, they can produce three menus for pickup. And now it's just this cost analysis of do we go back? Do we open back up? Does it make sense to open three restaurants, three staffs, three kitchens, when the world's gotten pretty used to this? And how do we redo it? I've helped car dealerships. Here's the other thing. In fact, I'm in the process of helping people buy them. There's a lot of people in the advanced spaces, Chad, that are not going to make it and they need private capital. So the people who have some private capital, whether it's your self-directed 401k or have, I'm helping people collaborate a lot, right? That restaurant example, I'm helping people create new divisions and create new partnerships because some of the more advanced people do need private capital or need capital. Some of these stimulus loans are $10,000. That's not enough to help them get through, whether like, I know there's a chain uh, in the Midwest of nine subways. If they don't get capital, they're not going to make it. And truly, they need new management. So the strategies at the more advanced level are extremely different. And I think fun. You know, so my advice to those are collaborate, get really creative and focus on where your, where your biggest margins for cash flow are and really hit a reset button. So I kind of coach those three C's, right? Collaborate, create and look for the cash and take the advantage right now of a huge reset in the infrastructure of cost. And I think a lot of people aren't paying attention to how money's being spent and just as much as you need to make it is how critical you need to have a conversation about how to spend it. And I think you know that about me too, Chad. Very few money experts ever talk about spending properly. And it's such a big part. Oh, and right now, like you've got to think about it. Some people are going to be getting bad information, Laurel, out there. And they're going to be holding on so tightly to their money. And they're holding on so tightly to not unlocking what potential they could really have, meaning the market's going to be at an all-time low. We've seen the potential where the market can go. And that's across multiple businesses and multiple industries. Maybe someone's business is not going to come back like it was before, but that doesn't mean that they couldn't add that piece to their business, like their passion, or maybe they get out of that you know business and they actually have time and energy where they can put towards something they've really wanted to do. And from that passion, create wealth if you have the right systems and the structure in place. You said something very interesting is a lot of businesses are going to need capital. 
this might be that perfect time for those advanced investors to lock in on a business that needs them that they can step into and help use their expertise to grow business. I know you're really big on going into companies and, you know, writing the ship when it's been going wrong and sinking and you've fixed so many things. Like this is almost like that 2007 to 2008 where you can get businesses now cheap and go back in there and build something and to grow it again. How about, what do you, what do you think about people that can buy businesses at a good time to do something like that? Oh, totally. In fact, I this whole week has been about that. I'm actually putting it into a white paper. Tuesday, I did a, got it. I think it was like an hour and a half broadcast on just how to buy. So like I said in the beginning, it's indiscriminate. You can buy anything right now. There's going to be so much. Now, there's so much for sale. The truth is, it's not all today. See, as we come back and like, I'm doing a lot of strategy coaching right now. The government can say you can open at 25%, but you got to be the entrepreneur. So I'm, I'm calling it the economics of the entrepreneur. Do you really want to go back? You can open for 25%. If you're break even, like we have a lot of casinos here in Northern Nevada, and I'm very involved, you know, in Vegas, you can't open a casino for less than 52%. And that, that means you have to have the people come. So that means you may have to have planes flying into Vegas. Like it doesn't work to open at 25%. It makes very little sense for any entrepreneur to open up to say, okay, people come on in. People aren't going to come in necessarily. I said, build it. You know, you know, I have this motto, build it. I guarantee they're not coming because I think that's a myth and it's a lie. And too many entrepreneurs get burned by it, which is, you know, build it and they'll come bullshit. They're not coming. This is build it and collaborate when they're going to come. So, you know, there's, there's two sides of this, Chad. There's the entrepreneur, right? The, the creator of the economy. And then there's the consumer the employees of the economy. And together, both are necessary to create the supply and demand curve. And so what I say to a lot of them right now, even if you are a smaller player, you're not more advanced. The time to be a shark, you know, Shark Tank's given us the vernacular to talk about what many of us have done for years, which is, you know, buy and sell companies and be part of it and rebuild. I think there has never been a time in the history of our life where it is so indiscriminate for anybody because you don't even have to be accredited to buy and do private capital and partner into a company. So for example, I have a client who wants to, his friend has an auto body shop and they're having a heck of a time. And, you know, do they come back up with all their restrictions? How do they get their guys back to work? Their overhead, you know? So I said, well, what does he need for cash flow? So figuring that out, I said, so what if you actually were a $50,000 instead of a loan, what if you became a 10, 15, 20% partner? I'm just making those numbers up. But the time now, Chad, to be involved, whether you buy it or partner to it, I think partner to it is going to be more what could be happening. And I would say for new entrepreneurs or newer investors, you don't want to go take over a company you don't know how to run, but you could be the capital for a percent. So never before have I been through the rooftop saying, which is why I did this white paper, everybody could be an owner of something and the homework of something in their community. I said, here's your homework, drive down, you know, your streets and say, who owns that? Who owns that? Who owns that? And start thinking for the first time in your life, why couldn't I own that? Why couldn't I be a partner? I mean, you can't say they're all want to sell, but I can promise you there's a lot that need capital and whether they take it on a, you know, a secure note or they take you as a partner, it's never been a better time for people to assess buying and chat. Think about all the mom and pops, right? That are in their 60s, 70s, and they've been running a company. Like I know a residential assisted living facility. They're in their 60s. They've been running it very successfully now with COVID and all the restrictions. And they only have like eight person beds, but they got four facilities. That's, you know, 32 people. Do they sell it? 
Do they really open it wide? Do they go back up? A lot of the tenants were brought back to the family's homes and taken out. I think they sell. Why come back up? Why restart for all that extra cost when they're in a perfect position? It's paid for free and clear. What a perfect opportunity for them to cash out. And somebody that wants it to walk in, have a great deal, they can take an owner carry. There's so many opportunities. I could go on and on. I could probably talk for the next day about the opportunities I think that are going to be available. And they're not all today because I think May, I'm calling it May Madness. You know, there's March Madness. I'm calling it May, call it May Madness because May is the time where a lot of the states and the, and the governments and, this, and the counties are going to allow opening. And you got it's both ways. You know, people are saying, well, Laura, when are you going to put your event back on? I mean, because people bought tickets. Like I, I have to put on, you know, some fulfillment events. And I said, it depends when you come. When you come, I'll go. And so I'm not going to be the one to make the decision. Yeah, I'll go buy, you know, rent a hotel and I'll open it up. But if you're not coming, I'm not coming. And I think, Chad, it's going to be a very interesting May and June in time where companies are going to assess whether they're going to stay alive or not or go down. I think it's a time where people listening to this broadcast, like they need to pay attention and get involved today. They need to start planning today, not tomorrow, not next week. Like really start getting a plan together and get you, getting your cash together and figuring out who you want to be on the other side of this. You could have, by next fall, you could be such a different person from a financial standpoint, hugely different person. Well, and you're going to see this big bounce back. And I know no doubts that we're going to have this huge V bounce back in the economy. And when you just mentioned something about going down the street, looking at these other businesses and like, who owns that one? Who owns that one? Right now, it's the same with, with the real estate business that I'm in. I look for these opportunities, but now it's finally affordable. The market was up so high in certain areas that some markets made it untouchable for me to get deals and you know business or commercial buildings or storage facilities or whatever it may be. But right now, everything became affordable. Everyone has a price right now, I think. And we haven't had that in many, many years, you know, 13, 14, whatever years since we've had the opportunity to where a lot of things have came back down to reality and become so much more affordable. And you said it earlier too, transfer of wealth. There's a transfer from those people that have run the business for so long, like this assisted living facility. They've made a lot of money on this in kind the last 10 years why not enjoy yourself? Take that cash out. Give somebody else another deal or structure something that's a win-win for someone where they can. someone can come in, step in, take that business, and then ride it out for the incline coming up. And that's going to be in a lot of different businesses and real estate and stock. All of those are going to be able to be, now I can take advantage of it. The average person can get involved right now if they really want to. And it's not a time to be scared. But the serious people that want to do something, I think this is their time where you and I've done events where we've been on stages of hundreds and you've been on stages of thousands and thousands of people, but you can only help a small percentage of those audiences. Even though your your message can help everyone, Laurel, they don't all take action and do something, but there's a small percentage that do. It's like the front couple rows of the of people that sit in the room. You know, they're the most serious because they're in there. They're, they're all in on what you're saying, but now... It's like this pandemic for what we do, I think has eliminated rows 10 to row 100 in the audience. We're only going to be talking to and focusing on the first 10 rows. 
And the serious people are still going to show up. They're still going to see there's opportunity. They're still going to be looking for the, the message that you're delivering and the education and, and, and learning and how to create their passion and how to grow and expand. Right now is that time where the serious people need to like stay awake show up, be there. And if it's at something else too, when they will come, you will come. That's perfect. I mean, it was never that way before you would always, we'd always have to put it out there. Like you'd, you'd get these, you know, spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on an event. And some people say they're coming no matter how excited they were, but you know, they all don't show up. And we always talk about those people like, well, they said they were going to do it. They were going to take action. Then they didn't. And there wasn't even a pandemic to keep them from showing up like there would be now. Now it's going to take time to get the right people there. They're going to plan to come, you know, social distancing, whatever it may be. But think about the serious people you're talking to in their businesses right now. These serious people that you're coaching and working with and doing these strategy calls, they are going to make far more than six and seven. We're talking taking seven figure people to eight figures. You're talking taking six figures to seven figures. How come more people don't see that opportunity, Laura, like than right now? Because they're on vacation is what I'm calling it. I say there's three client classes of people. There's people who are like then the survivors, right? Who will always be survivors because they make a big choice to shift. You know, I do this marketplace and you know it, like literally when people make money, like I need those guys to shift to be entrepreneurs. There's too many people on vacation. To your point, like I've had people buy 5,000, 10,000, 25, $50,000 programs to learn and then get too busy in their life to come and learn. You know, I look at financial education, which is why I'm so passionate about it. And I've taught it for about going on 25 years, 24 years is you're dealing with money every day from, and I always say from the minute you walk on the planet to the minute when you walk off, you will be in some financial transaction minimum of every day, whether that's a, a, some influence of rent, gas, food, insurance, you know, buying a, a real estate property, you know, buying a business, like the fact that very few people understand money is stunning to me and just risk it all by not learning. I mean, they'll go to four years of an education, go get a university degree at, you know, 50 to $100,000, but won't stop for a moment and learn. And I agree with you, Chad. I think that row 10 to 100 might show up. And honestly, probably row through 10 to 100 are the 30 plus million people unemployed. It's the row one through 10. And I love that. I'm going to start using that. I like, I want to borrow that. But it is the people in row one through 10. And I bet the people that are in row one through 10 attend everything they buy. They, they do their best to apply it. They're constantly seeking. They're constantly learning it. Even when you're a millionaire, like I'm a multi-millionaire, like I still have mentors and coaches. I still seek other people's advice. I still seek opinions because I just want to see how people are thinking. Now, you and I are so similar like that. And not that we're going to not make our own decision. Of course, we're going to make our own decision. But why wouldn't you just get other people's opinions and ideas and thoughts and perspectives? And then you come back and you gather that information from a financially literate perspective and you make a decision. And the other piece I think a lot of wealthy people have that a lot of people don't understand is we have teams. We rely on each other. I know you and I will call each other if there's something up. I mean, there's a group that you know that you always reach out to and you'll always call. And I don't think a lot of people... The, the, I don't even going to call them the average folks, but the people who are walking around, they don't realize like you got to have a team to walk through this. And when I'm talking wealth team, I'm talking from CPAs to great lawyers, intellectual property lawyers, real estate experts, mortgage experts, for those that are accredited, gas and oil experts, private capital. Like there is so many things that you need to learn and understand. 
And why not do it now? You have nothing. You don't even, you can't even say I have an excuse that you're, you know, too busy or running your kids to, you know, school practices or whatever you're doing. You have nothing today to do but learn. And those who really want to take advantage of this opportunity, because it is, I think it's once in a lifetime for us, Chad. I mean, I would hope it's once in a lifetime, but if it's not, and this is our new norm, my God, the transfer of wealth is going to happen faster than we've ever seen. I had an interesting conversation with a person. I think this question is so appropriate for you to answer uh, for this lady that I was speaking with. Her husband was pulling back saying, oh, the pandemic, you know, I'm, you know, getting a 20% cut in my work. Your business right now isn't a priority for us to put the time and money and investment into to get that going. Because you see a lot of internal struggles, I think, with people where they have one income or they're trying to go to two incomes, but then you get that you know, sometimes it's a spouse or business partners. Now this brings out going in different directions or putting the brakes on. How do you talk to someone that is not supporting what you're wanting to do, or they're bringing up resistance to this right now in this time, which it's the best time I think to do it. But how can someone get through that barrier? Because I know you work with a lot of, you, you had the best saying in the world, a man's not a plan. And I've, I've used that forever. I think we have a huge opening for a lot of women business owners that are going to be coming out. I mean, I honestly, I'll say this, you know, women are smarter than men, I think, because we're simpletons. Men are very simple people. (laughs) You know, women are better at a lot of stuff. And I know that I can see women coming out of this and it being a surge of women entrepreneurs over the next two years. But I think there's going to be resistance in the homes and in their you know relationships and marriages and things. Well, I think you know what's interesting again to my comment that you know very few people actually intentionally learn and study money, which is why you know I put the millionaire maker game. You know, there's monopoly, there's cash flow, and I help put cash flow uh, Kiyosaki's game on the map, and then I have my own game, millionaire maker. So the millionaire maker is a place where I tell families to get money conversations into their home because they're not used to it, and now is the perfect time because. I don't care who you are, as you started this whole broadcast, everyone, including millionaires and billionaires, have been affected with their money. So what better time to say, you know what, let's pivot. Money's now going to become part of our family conversation. I'm going to put a game around the table. We're going to talk. And when it comes to resistance, see, nothing is drummed up and really instigated money issues and money fear or worthiness or whatever is going on psychologically with money more than this pandemic. So what's interesting is there is resistance because people are confronted in ways they have never, you know, call it a, you know, two income family and they're both unemployed. That probably has never happened to them. One might have wanted to transition. And so you've got all sorts of money issues. And if they've never talked about money, you've got all sorts of weird, you know, silence in the house. So this is the time to come up with money conversations. I love helping families come up with money conversations and money rules. When it comes to the resistance or that my husband won't support or my wife won't support, I have a couple perspectives. And number one is the person that is probably resistant has allowed the person who wants to do something to spend family money. And then because they weren't well mentored or coached, they spent a lot of money and did nothing. So to the person's credit, who's saying, no, we're not going to go spend more money because the person doesn't know how to perform or is in some wrong mentoring or coaching system or, you know, I mean, they spend a lot of the family's money and produce no result. I know, I mean, thousands of families are like that. But to the other side, there's a values, you know, at the depth of all of it, it's the value structure of who you are and what do you want for your life? Do you want a better life? Do you want a bigger life? Like you and I don't have to go do all this stuff. We are fine. We were fine a long time ago. I don't use the word fine lightly. 
you know, I could have exited this years ago. And in fact, I'm doing more content teaching ever now than I probably have in the history in one time of my career. Why? Because people need it. And I think it's selfish and a ripoff. And here's what I would say to those that are resistant. If you have a gift and a talent, like I have a gift and a talent, Chad has a gift and a talent. And if you're listening to this and you have a gift and a talent, which I know you do, and you're sitting on your rear doing nothing, you are the most selfish human walking this planet because you're not to the playing field, you're not suiting up, and you're not helping other people. And I have a really strong opinion about that. You know it. Like, I don't have to do this, but how selfish it would be when I've been blessed with all this content and knowledge to go sit on the sideline and say, you know what? My family, we're good. I actually don't need to come to the playing field this time and help these thousands of people. I mean, I have more followers now and more people engaging in the message for real like, this is kind of fulfillment time for me. Like, I'm like, finally, people are like doing things. And not what Laurel says. That's not the conversation. They're doing things for them and their family and their life. Finally. It's like, finally, you need to do something. So I'd say for the resistant, I'd get way beyond your selfishness and say, what do I need to be doing to help my community come back alive and be a creator in your community instead of a taker? I didn't know if you were going to go there, Chad, but I had to. I mean, I've got so many more things I want to talk to you about, but we're going to have to do it again because I know you are definitely busy. Let's do a part two. Oh, yeah, of course. Now, before we go, how can people get connected to you, find you, follow you, see what you're doing, come experience the marketplace? Definitely something, if you're a listener, you got to look into and and watch what happens there. It's a truly amazing experience, uh, you know, when teaching and selling and, and learning where it's actually application, not just theory. Tell us the best way that people can connect with you. Go to asklaurel.com. So A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L, asklaurel.com. When you go there, you'll get a copy of my uh, one of my books called Put More Cash in Your Pocket. Read it. Have a, a, Anybody eight years old and older in your family can will get it. Our kids are really smart. You'll get a free software that makes sure that you never lose money in the market again. And you can join my Millionaires in Training Facebook group. So if you go to asklaurel.com, A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L, just, you know, start there, jump in, start learning. Um, I have tons and tons, I mean, hours and hours of content in my, we call it our MIT Millionaires in Training Group. And the marketplace is required. And I was going to say it's only $97. I'm doing it every month now online. And you will make money if you do everything we say. We started on a Wednesday at 5. We end Friday at 5. And we're doing it on a regular basis. And you will make money. Like literally we had a a woman that kind of ended at $5,200 in two days, Chad, and she hadn't made money. She told us when she joined, she hadn't made money in six months. She, her business was so struggling. She got so stuck in, in her mind about what wasn't working. And I mean, she had made money before, but she was really, really stuck and totally broke through and made over five grand. A lot of people made a thousand bucks. Some people made 20, but you know what? It's new money that you don't have and the skills that you will always, always take with you. Everybody, make sure you're connecting with Laurel. Follow that. Go to asklaurel.com. Uh, go and get in the go in the rabbit hole. Go down the, the journey of what it's going to take to get you through this pandemic and also growing over the next couple of years to where you can really come out of this with a running start. So uh, but before I let you go, Laurel, I've got to ask you my three So questions. I appreciate being on. Let's definitely everyone, do a part two. Are you ready? I'm ready. First one, what's your favorite movie? Oh, wow. My favorite movie. Wow, Chad, you didn't even like warm me up for this. Well, let's see. What would be the one I would be? Some action film 
You know, one that I really love and it's just, just random because we just watched it recently. Now, I got to switch gears. I was going to say Fast and Furious because my kids love that one. But honestly, the one that we go back to and it's our go-to with my daughter is Harry Potter. I'm a Harry Potter total fan. I wouldn't have guessed that one. I would not have guessed Harry Potter. Next question. If you were to look at your phone on your playlist, what's the first song that's going to show up? Uh, Georgia, Florida Line. My country. Is our Zach Brown. There you go. Country girl. Okay, good. That's the Nebraska roots coming out. Okay, and the last question. What is your pet's name? I don't have a pet. I'd have to call my plants because I travel so much. I, I don't have a pet. See, and I was wondering. I didn't know if, if Tristan or Logan, you know, I thought Tristan might be, uh, you know, have a bunny or a cat or a dog or something. We did, and we're talking about. We've talked about having a horse uh, because we, you know, my my horse's name, you know, that I sold for my first truck in Nebraska was Trudy. So I grew up with a lot of animals, but we have had such a world traveling family. We have a lot of plants, and we don't have any pets right now. But I shouldn't say that because where we live, I, I always say I bought a ranch. I said I bought a zoo. So I have eighteen deer that bed down in my property every night. I have quail. I have rabbits. I have a mountain lion. I have bears sometimes every fall. So I have pets. They're just not legally mine. Well, I've definitely seen the bear at your place at the hot tub. You know, I you know a bear on the hot tub at your place there in Tahoe. So I do remember that. Well, Laurel, thank you so much for the time today and letting people get to know you a little bit better and hope they can follow you on their journey to becoming the next millionaire. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week. Music.